1: Welcome to another episode of Don't Blame Me. On today's episode, we have Jocelyn Davis, and we talk about a roommate who's having sex while you are sleeping and coming out to your roommates. It's exciting. Get $50 off, select mattresses by visiting casper.com blame and using promo code blame at checkout. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. And today we have Jocelyn who's here. Oh, you're you're a firstie lastie. I'm sorry. Justin David. Oh, my gosh. A firsty lasty That's so cute. You definitely are because you're an icon.
4: Uh, well, coming from an icon <laughs> such oh as God. yourself, um, that means a lot. It's so lovely to be here in your home on your podcast. I'm so happy to have you here feel in my like home. we should recreate sweaty balls. Sweaty <laughs> balls. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, did you make me any sweaty balls? Sweaty balls. Mm. Mm. <laughs>
1: well guys um you guys can also be watching this on youtube we are still filming the episodes um back by popular demand so you can see she she's jocelyn looked snatched today you got oh nice, so snatched nice so much buns. old makeup
4: i think i i don't definitely don't have deodorant on so this is not scratch and sniff thank god
1: uh, thank god i definitely uh, did i put deodorant on or was that yesterday <laughs> Are we? Where are we? What day is today? I mean, I got a parking ticket on my own street, so that's how glorious sick my day is going. That's S- neat. Street cleaning, you know, just not moving my car. Lived here for years. Solid. Love my life. You know, whatever. It's whatever. Well, um, I'm so excited for you to be on here. I am so excited to be
4: here in this aesthetically pleasing environment. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a Pinterest board when I'm at Megan's house. Oh,
2: stop
5: it. And
4: this show is so good, and I have so many questions for yeah. you. First <laughs> off, first off your podcast voice. Okay. Does it sound like me normally? It sounds like you but like the Dr. It's Megan smarter. version. Oh. I could take that. Also, all the answers you give are so good.
1: I wouldn't say they're all so, so good. <laughs> I would I would say they're all um more often than not, I, I I do spend about 15 minutes before I go to bed with a little bit of regret of being like, should I have said this or should I have not? But I'm still holding my breath and waiting for someone to call back and be like, took your advice. You fucked up my fucking life. But that's OK. That happens sometimes. It does. It but I don't want to know. Yet, and also, great. I never if that happens. You've heard it here. We're, I just don't want to ever fucking talk. Let about us it.
3: know. Let like, us know. Don't
1: tell me tell us what you
3: learned from it
4: exactly but this show is so good oh my gosh thank you i've learned have you yes
1: i have i feel like i need to start taking my own advice because i think i i hear some of the stuff that i say to people and then i'm like wow damn megan you i feel like my life would be a whole lot more together if i listened
4: to I mean don't we all though that's why I'm like scared to go to a Tony Robbins summit because I'm like going to
1: a Tony Robbins I've been like toying with the idea forever but I'm too afraid to walk on fire or hot coals or whatever the hell you have to do as your friend no you're not going together for fun no that's no See it, dream but believe it. You can't. I fucking hate that. I'm sorry. You can't. You can't. You're successful. You're a badass, and you don't need some like random white dude to tell you (laughs) that you are.
4: I also don't have deodorant on,
1: so (laughs) he's not gonna hug you. Uh, This is don't blame me. It is my advice podcast. You guys call in, you leave voicemails, and you let us know the things that are happening in your life that you need some advice on. And uh, then we give you some advice. So we're going to listen to those voicemails. And if you guys want to call in and be featured on the podcast, you can use the number 310-694-0976. That was seamless, numbers. Very seamless. If you're on the video feed, you can look at my face and be like, I'm (laughs) controlling trying to find the numbers in my head, like Harold and the Purple Crayon. Like, where are they? Um, And if you're an international caller, you can email uh, meganpodcast at gmail.com with a audio file. Just record it on your phone and uh, send it on over. And now we're going to play those and we're going to give people advice. I'm nervous. I mean, you're smart and like successful. So you're going to be good at this. (laughs) That is generous. Thank you so much. But you're so good at this. but let's keep up the appearance. <laughs> let's keep up the appearance. I'm crushing it. <laughs> Manifestation. Ugh. Tony Robbins. Okay, on to the first call. Hi, Megan. Okay, this is
6: a really complicated relationship situation, so I'm try and go as quickly as possible. Basically, I'm 20 and have been in a long-distance relationship for about two years with a 25-year-old boy who lives in L.A. I'm going to school in Seattle, and we've been visiting each other about once a month and love each other very much. It's been going very well until this happened. <laughs> We have always had the endgame plan of me moving down to L.A. after I graduate. We both work within the film industry in our separate cities, him in L.A., and me in Seattle. He's always said how he can see himself marrying me, being with me long term, having kids with me, etc. Even though we both know we won't be ready for marriage and kids for quite a while. This past year, our relationship got a little more serious as I spent Thanksgiving with his family. He spent Christmas and New Year's with mine. We both had made each other's parents before, but spending the holidays with each other's families was a step forward. Okay, so here's where it gets a little funky. Over New Year's, I expressed some stress about the idea of moving down to L.A. next year after I graduate because I've never been far away from home and I'm worried about leaving my film contracts in Seattle and starting over in L.A. It doesn't mean I don't want the move to happen for us or for my own film career. I was just trying to say that I'm afraid of the unknown as L.A. is a much more competitive film environment. He said he feels a certain amount of pressure to keep me happy in L.A. because I would only know him and his family at first. Even though I tried to tell him he's not responsible for my happiness, he didn't seem convinced. Fast forward two weeks, and now my boyfriend broke up with me because he doesn't think he wants to be in a committed relationship. Also, we broke up last year around the same time about something else, but we got back together four months later, so I don't know whether or not to believe this will blow over or if this is permanent. I've been giving him a space for the time being. We plan on talking again in the month, but I don't know whether to hope for him to change his mind based on the fact that he still feels strongly for me or to just forget about him. I don't want to forget about him, but at this point, I don't know what else to do. I don't want a New Year's breakup tradition every year. <laughs> But I really feel like he just needs time to realize that there's no pressure to get down on one knee, and that our relationship is worth it. But I know there's nothing I can do to change his mind.
1: Oh no, this is so sad. It is. It's
4: still, like tugs on my art I know. like in a real way. It makes you want
1: to hug people, specifically her, not yeah, just like people in general. Exactly. Um, I mean, what I would say off the bat is, I mean, I think by the end of the call, you kind of. think you kind of know what came to your own conclusion right um I mean I'm a firm believer you should never have to convince somebody to be with you Mm -hmm. and want to stay with you um the same way that I would never I would never want to end up in a relationship in which I feel like the only reason I've stayed in it is because someone else has really wanted me to um and that's what I would say I think like not wanting to be in a committed relationship like that's I don't know. That's like, even if you broke up last year and all that kind of stuff, it sounds like you just need you like Bald needs to be back in your court. Like this is like, it feels like you're very mm-hmm. much at the will of or him. at the mercy of like whatever exactly. his timeline is. And like all the shit that he's feeling and being like, well, I'm not ready for this. I'm blah, 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 kind of thing. And, and, uh, Ultimately, I think in that case, if you can, if you're not consistently the dumpy, but if you're consistently the one who someone else is being like, I'm not cool with this or whatever, you kind of then mask any sort of negative feelings you have Mm -hmm. because you're just being like, oh,
0: I want to be happy so that you're happy. Because yeah, as
1: you're, they are the ones who are unhappy. And so then when they get happy, you just don't want to mess that up. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think you can just, I think that just ends up you're sacrificing.
4: Yeah, and it's so hard. I've never really done a long distance relationship in a real mm -hmm. way. And I think, listen, I believe in exceptions to rules. Like my parents met in high school, they're happily married for like decades. They like make out in front of us. (laughs) So when people are like, that never happens, I'm like, well, it happens sometimes. So I do believe there are exceptions. Like maybe that's you guys. Who knows? But it kind of sounds like, and I've seen this in my own life and in friends, like sometimes you're just looking for an exception excuse to like end things so that Mm -hmm. you can move on maybe that's you or maybe that's your boyfriend maybe just having that like moment of you being like I'm nervous about moving that doesn't sound like a big enough reason to break up because of course you're going to be nervous about moving that's Mm -hmm. a huge deal um but what do you want to do like do you want to stay in Seattle
1: because if you do you should I I very much agree with that and I also think when it comes like industry-wise you can, depending on what you want to do within the industry, like, yes, LA is like the hotspot for Mm -hmm. it all. But like, if you've got a successful thing going on in Seattle, but you just feel like you have to move to LA because that's just like in the textbook would be the next kind of step. I would say alter that to what you want and what you feel like is going to further your career. Because yeah, starting in LA, that's like, you'll be a tiny fish in a really big pond. Mm -hmm. And I think if that's something that you want, totally. And I also think the fear of feeling like, I don't know, was it her or her boyfriend said it felt like, her boyfriend said he felt like if she moved to LA. He'd have to make her happy. Which I think is also a very valid fear in his eyes. And I think it's also a little bit telling of maybe, oh fuck, I hate to say this, but like if he's so worried that he will be your only friend there, it doesn't really sound like he is, as much as he says he ends up marrying, he's going to plan on marrying you. That to me sounds like, I don't want you to move out here for us to eventually break up. That's what that it's sounds like to me. a lot of stress, yeah. That I he, see. If, if he thought that you guys were like end game and you're going to get married and this was that, like I don't think he would have reservations about you moving out to LA and then having no other people. Because if you guys were going to be together like forever, obviously you'd make friends, but you'd ha- be you'd be living with him. Like you'd have you know his friends. You'd be immersed in this circle that mm-hmm. he's already built there. But if he's trying to prep that of being like, you're not going to have your own life kind of a thing. It's like, well, why? Not that I'm saying you'd, you should obviously have your own life even if you're in a relationship. But, like, if he's – it seems like he's just kind of, like, it's the prequel to being, like, I don't – I think we'll break up. Yeah. Fuck. Tough. Well, yeah. I would say be single. Um, And I think if you want to move to L.A., totally fucking do it. It's a big city. You can completely avoid him. But, um, <gasps> yeah. I'd say be single for a while and – and um and then go into the, your next relationship with like deal breakers on your end and not mm-hmm. just like making sure that you're accommodating other people's names. Yes, girl. That's what, that's what I would like say. that. Okay,
5: on to the next one. Hello, Megan. My name is. I am 19 years old, and a freshman in college, and I am currently living like in a dorm situation with a roommate and then two sweetmates that share a bathroom, and I get along really well with all the girls. And we're all really good friends. And I think that after like we move out and like the roommate situation ends, we can still be really good friends. And um, so there's no problem with that. There's a little bit of a problem though is that I'm gay and I don't have a problem with it, but I'm scared that they might. And I haven't told them yet. And, um, you know, we all hang out together and get ready together. And, you know, we're like various states of interest. You know together and you'll sit and like cuddle and watch movies together and stuff and i have zero romantic or sexual feelings for these girls but i'm scared if i came out to them that they would think that i'm like a creep or like prying on them and obviously that's like 100 that and i have a girlfriend so i i would like to come out to them because like i said i feel like this is a really good friendship that we're forming and it could continue to be a friendship after, like, this roommate situation ends. But I'm not really sure what to say to them. I kind of wanted to sit down with them, have a conversation. Yeah, I'm not sure what words, what language I should use. And so I just wanted to see if you had any advice for me on what I could say to tell them to come out and assure them that I don't have any feelings or that I... Don't creep on now or anything like that.
2: I love her. Uh,
4: me too. What a cutie. Gosh. Here's the one thing that popped right into my yeah. head at the beginning is that if you guys are so close and spending so much time together, something that might be comforting for you because I've been on the flip side of this situation before, not this exact situation, is that maybe they kind of already Ready know. Now but are just like trying to be sensitive to you or don't know if you're out yet or like want to just like be supportive and be a good friend Mm -hmm. to you. I know I've had friends in the past where I'm just like, you know, you just don't know, but like you kind of do. And you just want them to be able to live life on their own terms and be able to share everything about their lives with you and with the world. But you're just, you know, you can't force anyone into a situation. So I feel like that might be
1: comforting for you just to kind of have in your heart as you go into this situation. Yeah, I was, I, I very much agree with that. And I think more often than not, we've had people calling to the podcast who are friends of people who are like, I know my friend is gay Mm -hmm. and I don't know what to do to get them to tell me. And so again, you're on the flip side of this. Um, I, I think a their reaction I think heavily depends on where you guys are and where they were brought up. Um, I mean, I had a friend come out, um, as gay pretty like maybe beginning of high school but like we knew forever Mm -hmm. and like she never came out to us but like it was never like a weird kind of thing I think the way I always describe it to like people who um i'm like it's not like i'm attracted to as someone who identifies as straight i'm not attracted to every fucking guy i see like it's so rare for me to find a guy i'm actually actually interested in so for um it's a flip side with like gay guys coming out to other guys thinking like well are you into me man it's like well think about how many girls in the world or how many people that you are like how many of that gender that you're actually interested in how many are you really actually attracted Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. um but i think there's a couple of ways to it i think if you really are super i think I mean, I'm always the one to be like, go for it. Your true friends are totally going to be there and support you. Um, But a living, if you feel like this could actually really jeopardize your comfort and your living situation, then I think you can wait until you guys don't live together anymore. Um, That's a good point. Because I think you
4: don't want this to affect your living situation and your life.
1: And even if their response, like even if it's, obviously I'm so glad that you know there's literally nothing wrong with being gay and like you are totally fine with it it might be potentially really sucky if if I don't know like I I hope if they're not supportive they'll come around but I don't know how great that is for your mental health health to like be in the middle of that.
4: Here's one thing I will say that I remember like being in high school and just seeing like idiots, like making fun of kids who are like yeah. different in whatever way. And I remember going to college and just being around people who are smarter in mm-hmm. general. I mean, there's still idiots in college. Like don't get me <laughs> wrong. I out of dated a few of them, but um, like just being around people who generally are more open-minded. I mean, yeah. depending on where you go to school, just sort of also have that in the back of your mind that, these people probably might be different than people you're used to being Mm -hmm. around. So I hope that you do get to a point where you can share it with them because they sound like great friends. Yeah,
1: and if you want to play it super fucking casual, um, you can literally be like, hey guys, can we all go out to dinner? I really want to introduce you guys to my girlfriend. And like, you don't have to like, have it be this sit down kind of thing. Um, And yeah, and like, I think that is a great way to do it because it's kind of like, first of all, you don't... uh, we always say you don't really owe anyone anything in this like you don't have to come out to any anyone ever it's like it's your sexual identity like that's all you so I think if you just if you want to introduce them to your girlfriend I say like just do like you say it like that it doesn't have to be um a huge ordeal if that feels like too much pressure but if you want to come out to them and do it like that I think whatever you feel like is going to I don't know, make you, like, not want to call into a podcast and ask about it. Like, something that's going to make you feel like... Yeah, do it because
4: it's good for you, too. Not because you're worried about, Their reactions. Their reactions or what other people are going to think. Do what you feel like is best for you at this time in your life. That's what I would do.
1: And I think it's going to end up wonderful. I think so, too. You sound cool. You do. Let's hang out. (laughs) Okay, on to the next one. My issue
6: is I am about to be 23, and last year, 2017... Uh, Long story short, I was with a guy who I met in middle school and um, we reconnected after 10 years and long story short, got engaged and that wedding was called off less than a week. (laughs) Less than a week before the actual day of the wedding, which sucked. Um, So I'm back into the, I'm back into the dating world and dating is not going well for me. Uh My friends can't introduce me to people because they don't have guys to introduce me to. Uh I've tried online dating, and that's not working for me. Potentials, I feel like I have a right to be a little selfish and a little picky at this point. That may sound bad, but that's how I feel. And... um as you know i've talked to maybe one or two guys and gone on, on one or two dates that ended up being a disaster as in uh, i paid for the date i drove my car uh, all the way to atlanta which is about an hour for me so it's just kind of been a crazy ride for me and i just need advice on what to do as far as how basically how to date without having to go online or you know, I just, I don't meet people well. I'm not, I work in a job where I meet people every day, but they're older people. They're people in their 40s and 50s. And like I said, I'm 23. So I'm just struggling and I'm not, you know, I'm just not doing a good job. So any advice you could give me is great. First of all,
1: I think you should be single for a while.
4: I was going to say the exact same thing. You, I think at the end of the call, you said, I'm not doing well. I'm struggling. First off, everyone goes through dating a lot sucks. of dating issues. I mean... Everyone I know for sure has been through their fair share. Um, also, I, I can't imagine calling off a wedding a week before a week
1: before and you being okay seven months later. Yeah,
4: I feel like your initial response just hang out with yourself yeah. and some, some gal pals or,
1: yeah, or
4: non boyfriend boyfriends.
1: That's what I would say. I would say, right now, um, I think. You're going to find faults in every person that you date because I don't, coming from somebody who like will totally knock myself down. I had a re I went from like the first guy I ever dated. I think I was like 15, 16 and I didn't stop dating, like bouncing from boyfriend to boyfriend or guy that I was seeing or whatever until I was like 20, like, yeah, like 19 or 20 or something like that. Like I constantly had, and whether it was like something serious or not, I always had I always had a guy to text. Like I always had someone to like send mm-hmm. cute things to. I always had someone like someplace to sleep. Like I always had that. And it wasn't until, um, I was like single for like a good amount of time where I made that choice that I realized I hadn't even gotten over like heartbreaks from years before. And so I think like I, what I would say is you're going to find faults in every person that you're dating. If you're not ready to date, um, because i also think that like that kind of that shit like first of all i'm so sorry that fucking sucks like c- calling off a wedding a week before it happens like that's that takes like that could be a whole premise of a Hallmark movie like that takes some time to heal um so i would say i wouldn't i wouldn't jump back into it also again no offense um i think that it's it's <laughs> fucked up to say i also think it's probably going to scare some really good guys off because it's it's like if I started seeing someone and um I found out that they had just gotten out of a really like a really serious relationship, even like wasn't the marriage. week before. But, you'd yeah, be like, like Whoa, a month before. You're not ready. I'd yeah. be like, you know what? I'm putting up a block here and we might have actually like really worked or gotten along, but like you're not ready for this. So I need to protect myself. So I think the fact that like if you tell That's somebody. That's so true. That, yeah. Oh my gosh. I've had that thought before. Completely. Now where that you think st- of it. totally shut off someone because you're like, no, you're, which again, like it's pro- it's prejudging. You might be, you might. Not like that it's totally, okay, but no. I definitely
4: will admit to have done. Completely. The it's past. like, it's
1: a, I think if like someone has like, I'm like, oh, he has a really complicated like situation with his ex and they've been on again, off again. I'm like, I don't want to deal with that stuff. Like you are not looking for what I'm looking for right now. So I would say, I think you need to give yourself some time because like, that's that not that I'm saying that you should like live your dating life based on like how other people are perceiving it. But knowing that the people that you're looking to date, if you got out of an engagement seven months before that, like was called off a week before that, if I was dating someone who had gone through that, I'd be like, you know what? I think you need some time to just heal. Yeah. Because you should, because that, I mean, also, if that didn't affect you, how? That's amazing. I get so upset over like a parking ticket. <laughs> I'm like sad when my Cheez Its run out. 100- I mean Oh my God, totally. If
4: I burn food, I'm like, really? I spent all this time. Um, but one thing yeah. I will say in my old age that I've realized. You're not old. I'm 74, Megan. Everyone knows. You look great. Thank you. Is that lifestyle is so important. And like I was single for so many years. I would say like I'm single and off the market because there are so many things. I was in a long relationship when I was really young too. And there was just so many things I wanted to do. I wanted to see the world and start my career and do all those crazy things. Um, Is that lifestyle is something that's really important and a cool way to meet people. So I would encourage you to find some new hobbies. Hobbies, not your job, some new hobbies that you're passionate about, whether that's travel or salsa dancing or working out. And maybe through the course of exploring these new things, you'll find someone else who enjoys similar activities. And maybe that could be something fun mm-hmm. you could share as friends or lovers.
1: Yeah. you know? I think that's a really good idea.
4: I don't know. That's that's something that I've realized as I've gotten older. Like I don't like to hit the club
1: anymore. What it's really? You screen someone who hits the club all the <laughs> I time. I used to
4: pop bottles, but now I'm like, ooh, after seven thirty, nothing good's happening. Nothing.
1: Literally nothing. So Monday it's important night.
4: to find someone who like, you know, you can yeah. kind of share a similar lifestyle with.
1: Yeah. I think that's I think that's great. And I also think um doing something out of your normal routine. Because when you get over getting over a breakup and stuff, if you have like the same friends that you had when you're going through this engagement and all this stuff. And you have the same job and things like that. I think starting something like for yourself that just has the end goal of like making you happy and like trying something new. I think not only is it a great way to meet people, I think it's a really great way for you to, I don't know, like learn more about yourself. Like do like a local version of Eat Pray Love.
4: Yeah. You know, in your own hometown. I think it's like daunting to be like, oh, I'm gonna move to a new city and reinvent myself. But I mean just like a few new small things that you can explore on your own outside of, you know, your bubble or whatever.
1: I would say that. You'll be good. Okay. On to the next call. Uh
6: my name's eighteen and I am in a big group message with about 30 people of my closest friends, about half are girls, half are boys. And this weekend was the Women's March. And two of my very best friends went to the local rally that we had, which is not actually local, it's like four hours away, but that's beside the point. So um, we actually just had a very big discussion slash site slash argument in the large group message about women's rights and it seems that none of these boys that i'm friends with understand the need for women's rights and the need for equality they're actually i can quote one of them and say name a few rights that women don't have that men do have which absolutely baffled me so i guess my question is how do i and the rest of my girlfriends remain friends with these boys and remain in close contact with them when they don't understand the need for respect that they should have for us. And I guess just um, how do we either get through to them or how do we look past their, I don't know, their, their neglect for equality, I guess. Oh, my God.
4: First things first, I think texting conversations can be very challenging, especially when like people. 30 people, that is just get, making my heart beat so friends. fast. I feel like you guys maybe need to sit down in person. A lot can be lost in translation. Yeah. Um, I know I'm guilty of that. And I think face-to-face contact with another human being might even open their hearts and minds mm-hmm. a little bit. That would be my first bit of advice, yeah, but this is a this is gonna be a journey,
1: I yeah, think. I think I think that's a great. I think you and your friends should definitely do exactly that and be like, "Hey, guys, let's like go to lunch and talk and have a conversation and I think put it all out loud on the table, state the facts, and whatever their response is, if if it ends up being like, oh, they were being sarcastic on text or if it was like they." they really were ignorant and they're willing and able to learn. And they're kind of like, holy shit, I had no idea. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for enlightening me. Um, And they've just been sheltered. And they're now able to not only understand the point of view, but like, you know, be a feminist and like be a supporter of it. I think if that happens, great. You've been able to like broaden the horizons of a bunch of these guys that you're friends with. If not, I – do not think you should be friends with them. <laughs> like, it's just, first of all, you even said this. Like, how do we deal with, like, guys, our f- guy friends who don't respect us? <laughs> like, what the fuck? That's not friendship. It's not. And I've said it on the podcast before, but it's like, you should hold the people, your friends to the same standard you hold your relationships. Like, the shit that you wouldn't let slide. Like, would you ever let slide if your boyfriend was like, yeah, women's rights, fuck them. <laughs> like, you would never do no! that. But it's like, because it's a friend, you, you kind of give them a little more leeway, which I don't think... I don't think is fair. Um,
4: and there's also different uh, layers to friendship. Like, are these people your inner circle, like your wolf pack? 30, then they, but then a group you need,
1: text though. Then
4: you need to get on the same page. If these are like acquaintances that you see walking down the street, it's like, that's the world. Yeah. And uh, that's just very unfortunate. But I think it's great that you are taking a step in your friends to enlighten these people. You are 18. I don't know if you're in high school, but some of these people have may have never been exposed mm-hmm. to the concept of what feminism is, which is just literally, like, women deserve the same, the same things, things as, as men. <laughs> like, imagine working at McDonald's and, like, your guy friend makes $8 and you make $7. Like, that's happening in the world, not at McDonald's, shout out, like your fries. <laughs> but that's just, like, an example, kind of. That I don't, I don't know anyone that would say that's okay. And if they do, like, it's time to trim the fat. Yeah,
1: that's a bigger issue. I think if someone, it's, that's an issue of just being, like, oh, you know, the situation, you've been made aware of it. You hear both sides of the argument and you're still like, don't give a shit. That is like, I don't think that person brings nothing to your life. Like what fantastic things can they bring to the table that mask the fact that they don't think that you deserve the same rights as them. That's kind of how I feel. I'm like, if they don't bring, I don't know. I have friends that I like going to target with. I have friends that I like, like just hanging out at home with like friends that are fun to travel with. Like I have friends that fulfill different, not necessarily like, parts of like my personality but like I like to do different things Mm -hmm. with with different people yeah but it's like not one of those people none of those people in my life there's something that I'm like oh well oh shit you know I've got this one friend who I really like but I can't hang out with her at women's marches because you know she hates women. Like at a certain point, like people can be like better for like friends can be like g- your friends who you hang out with and you go to parties with and all that stuff. But, but your like, core values, yeah, like that shouldn't. Hopefully, you so share. Much. You should share those. Yeah, like human rights. Like, <laughs> right. like it's so fucking. I mean, basic. guys, th-
4: this is this is some basic stuff right yeah. here. But I think you need to start by giving everyone the benefit of the doubt of face-to-face time. And if you move on from that and they're like, I just believe women
1: shouldn't vote, then it's time to move on. They're never getting late. (laughs) Like literally never going to have sex ever with that mentality. (laughs) So yeah, I would say, I would say fuck that if if they can't, um, yeah, I don't think you should look past it because I think, uh, I don't know, I think that's part of a problem too is a lot of people accepting really shitty behavior and like um, intolerance, which I just don't think, I don't think it's worth it at all. What did, also it's uh, a big fucking group chat. You can like, you won't miss all of them.
4: <laughs> what did Janelle, I wish I could remember what Janelle Monae said at the Grammy. She's oh, like, it was good. we come in peace, but we come to like, get down to business or something. I don't know what it is. Like you don't have to. And I think people get stressed out. I know I have a fear of confrontation that I've just have had to learn how to face throughout my life. So don't be scared to have these tough
1: conversations.
4: You could honestly change someone's life. You could change the world. You could change the
1: goddamn world. And if you need help with confrontation, just like. Call me up. Put me on speakerphone. I love confrontation. <laughs> I fucking love it. It's a terrible part of my personality. You do? I love planned confrontation. I don't like being attacked. <laughs> oh my god! But like I if I this. know it's coming or if I'm like, oh, like when I'm right, which is- a lot Always. Of time, I does. love that. Like I love that. Also because I don't fight or not argue. Well, I'm not a yeller, but I also don't argue anything unless I 100% know I'm true because there's nothing worse than like being Being wrong. wrong. It's I, the worst. I, I, I just You're will like- not- If I'm not a thousand percent sure of something, I'll be like, no, totally you're right, totally you're right, totally you're right. Even if I like am probably right, unless I'm positive, um, but confrontation wise, no. But
4: picking your battles is important. And I think this is a battle you should pick. It should, because you know, it's about your rights. Girl power. And I think the the main thing is like she was saying that guy
3: um said, What rights do men have that women don't have? So I mean,
1: it takes a simple google, google search, search print it out and you can print it out google and once Thank you get God to the God level of being like jennifer lawrence versus chris, chris pratt or whatever pratt. that's millions of dollars that yeah. somebody else is making just because they have a dick mm-hmm. and identify as a man
3: yep 79 cents on the dollar so. it's crazy
4: it's just in infuri- i'm sweating it's and like I don't we're tax have deodorant double on <laughs> like, it's so that. obnoxious yeah, yeah. so and we have periods it's like what the f yeah, can we get a f- break fuck? yeah
0: gosh Just, like hey, we can bleed for five days and yeah live. <laughs> Come, so badass. i can literally bleed out for seven <laughs> fucking
1: days and survive and you stub your toe and you're like i'm dead okay guys we're going on to the commercial and we'll be back This episode of Don't Blame Me is brought to you by Casper. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Casper's mattresses are designed by humans for humans. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep service with just the right sink and just the right bounce. Casper's breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night. They're not just a mattress company. No, no, no. Casper offers a wide array of products to ensure overall better sleep experience. Casper's mattresses are made in the USA and buying the Casper is easy. Order online and it's delivered to your door in a compact box with free shipping and free return to the US and Canada. Considering we spend one third of our lives on a mattress, it is so important to truly sleep on a mattress before committing. That's why Casper gives you 100 nights to try it out. I am personally a huge fan of Casper mattresses. I have one in my guest bedroom, and boy, oh boy, is it honestly comfier than the one I paid a lot of money for in my master bedroom. Honestly, guys, I should really get a new mattress for that bedroom, but they're so incredibly comfortable. They're so easy. If you are somebody who lives alone or maybe you don't have like really, really, really strong biceps, and you're like, oh, I don't really know how I would carry a mattress up a flight of stairs. Um, My friend and I did it, and I mean, I'd say we're pretty strong, but we're definitely not like... Bodybuilders. It was amazing. It was crazy. It was super, super, super easy. And it's comfortable. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com blame and using promo code blame at checkout. That's $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com blame and using the promo code blame at checkout. Terms and conditions apply.
6: Okay, guys, <laughs> we're back
1: and we're going on to the next call. Hi, my
6: name's... I'm an 18-year-old, and I'm at university, and so I'm living in a dorm, um, which means I have a roommate, and my roommate has been so great so far. I love her. Um, She's my closest friend at my university, and she recently started dating one of the friends that we met here, which is perfectly fine. No problems with that. Um, I'm also friends with him, Um, so there's no issues there, but he sleeps over a lot which is still fine no problems there either but one night I was having trouble sleeping and I woke up and well I mean they were fucking on the bed next to me and like I was just you know kind of disturbed by this um not a pleasant thing to wake up to um and like part of me was like uh did it really happen were they like moving around but then like when I was cleaning the room, um, there was, like, a condom wrapper on the floor, so, I mean, kind of, um, makes sense, and I thought that maybe it would just be a one-time thing, and I wouldn't have to deal with it, but, uh, I don't know if, like, it's actually been, like, entirely having sex again while I was sleeping right next to them, um, but there's definitely been, like, some stuff going on, and, like, It's not so much that I mind them doing that in the room. I don't care, but it's when I'm sleeping, when I'm there. And, like, I'm a very, very non-confrontational person, so I really don't want to have to, like, bring this up and be like, hey, you guys need to stop having sex while I try to sleep because it's messing with my sleep schedule. But at this point, I don't know what to do because, I mean, it's still going on. And it's not like I never leave the room. I have classes when they don't. And so, yeah, I don't know what else to do um so calling for some advice and it's also an embarrassing situation for both of us but yeah i'm very non-confrontational and i don't like to create awkward situations and i really like them as a couple and i don't uh, yeah just embarrassing kind of awkward situation going on i would like some advice
1: this is so gnarly. I would just like to say, out of all the terrible things I was, did as a roommate, shout out to my roommate Dree from college. I'm <laughs> sorry, I was the fucking worst. I never, ever, fucking once did that. Not once. This is not cool. It's and not. also, and as someone who was a terrible person, even I'm saying that's that's fucking not cool. You cannot do this. You no. and you and you absolutely. I'm
4: so sorry, but if your roommate doesn't know that you know. You have to tell her, and honestly, if she's a decent person, she'll be more. She's gonna be fucking more. She has to be so embarrassed. In Unless admission. she gets offline, that is disgusting. I don't no. know. I mean, well, hey, no. you do you, but like that just means when you're end. screwed. Then but- you're screwed. Truly,
1: <laughs> As she's getting screwed exactly. But here's my thing. One question: Is she drunk? Like, do they think they're being really quiet, or is it like, oh, we're tipsy? Like that kind of how an, big is this dorm room definitely also, super fucking
4: small my dorm room was like the size of like a animal cage
1: yeah. like and where does so he live little.
4: can you go to his house or can his, she his go to dorm? his house?
1: can she go to his dorm I feel like boys don't care about that nearly as much as girls do you
4: need to get like a code system yeah or something yeah like the place. tie on
1: the door or um the sock the, the sock. sock
4: on the door what are we used
1: to do my thing, I just, I just was not with freshmen, so I was like, I'm not gonna fuck You're anybody gonna go who's in the door. You're gonna go to like an outside party, I'm not having location. sex in a twin extra long.
4: <laughs> I feel like <laughs> you, no. you honestly, this is so awkward, but you have to say have something. To. To I her. would say
1: text her honestly. Like, yeah, that's a good idea. I would just be like, uh, would literally say, hey, because it, this is going to. I'm thinking about it from your perspective and also from hers. She's going to be super fucking mortified, and I would, I would literally just text her and say, and be like, hey. I've been sitting on this for a while and I'm feeling super awkward about it and I've been like toying with like if I should say something or if not and I would hope that if I was in the situation like you would say something to me too but like um I woke I, up in the middle of the night and you or, guys were boning no. and it made me really uncomfortable <laughs> but you could also be like a little more subtle if you want and be like I don't um I'm a pretty light sleeper if you get what I'm saying and there's been sometimes recently when you and so-and-so have been sleeping or that you guys have been up and I have been looked Heard like I'm rumbling yeah. and I've been able like I there's some stuff because she's gonna fucking pick up on it. if she's like I'm confused then I would be like I am not as heavy of a sleeper as you think and I've been hearing you guys getting it on and I'm like totally happy you guys are having a safe sex life because I found the condom wrapper so glad you're not getting pregnant <laughs> but like I would really Like, I'm totally, like, happy for you guys, but I just feel a little uncomfortable. Because I live here in this room. Yeah. And be like, and I'm not upset. And, like, you guys, like, obviously this room is just as much yours as mine, but I think we should come up with a system of when, um, of, like. For private time.
4: Yeah. So that she, so that you can
1: have private time, too, in your room. Exactly. So you could do whatever you want. She's monopolizing this. Yes. This could be a great system. I can't even, honestly, though, I literally. I once, um, whatever, I'm not going to explain this person too much. So it like won't be an issue. Um, you can't unhear your friends have sex. Like you literally, like that is something that's scarred with. I once was on, I was at a party in high school. Oh, it literally sends me like, just back. It's a party in high school. My friends and I, um, I forget like why we were like pissy and we're like, we're going to bed early, but we weren't even really. So my, one of my friends who's a girl, and we're both laying in the bottom. Um, we're laying in the top bunk. And we also kind of wanted to, like, grab, like, a good bed because um, this, we're this, like, massive house on the beach. And we, like, want to make sure, like, we have a good room before everyone yeah. else, like, passes out drunk and we're, like, have to sleep on a couch. We were, like, whatever. And we were, like, talking and, like, just, like, hanging out because the boys that we liked or whatever didn't show up. So it was just, like, whatever, girl time. We start falling asleep. Um, and we're like, we're like pretty much like we're asleep and the door opens and it's obviously been hours. We're like, okay, cool. Like the party's like winding down and, um, two people climb into the bed. It's a bunk bed, like the, the bed below us, which again, expected that we knew there were going to be other people sleeping. It's all of our friends. And like, we both at the same time, just wait, they just, you just, you just hear it. You hear it what start did you happening. Do? The were whole you like, fucking knock, knock. Bu- bunk bed is rocking <laughs> and her and I just roll over like <laughs> each other like, you were like involved in it and we realized 30 seconds in we realized we know exactly who it is which no. is even worse <laughs> and we're like oh my god and both us the entire time are just like covering our mouths like screaming <laughs> internally being like we can't fucking say anything because like it has now been going on for like a long enough time that if we're like hi i'm awake up here there's people up here Honestly, we kept this secret for like five years and finally told them like later. Like, by the way, guys, you know we know what happened then because we were on the top bunk. Oh my god, that's horrifying. I still, to this day, like I still like every time I see these people, I'm like, it's so awkward. You have to say something if you want to continue being friends. Because if
4: like, if you're like me, I'll just be, like, putting it off, putting it off. And then I'm just, like, suddenly trying to ignore the person yeah. so that I don't have to be around them. And then it's like you're not friends anymore, yeah. but you really like her. So yeah. just rip the Band-Aid. I say, like, you had a good point about, like, being vague. I just say, like, dude, I woke up in the middle of the night. You guys were having sex. Um, Just want to let you know I'm a light sleeper.
1: Yeah. Or the, say she's going to freak out. Tape the condom wrapper to like the mini fridge and be hey, like, found this. Found this. Would love if you guys didn't have sex while I'm in the room. Also, that's just like so like not polite. But honestly, what if she's there are people that like to be watched. Which There's nothing. There's no issue with that. I think, but the, does the watcher doesn't? Yeah, that's it, a the, consenting that thing. You can't consent, consent for somebody else to be like. I know you don't want to watch us have sex, but it turns me on. So you fucking have to watch us fuck. I'm sure you could easily find someone. I'm <laughs> so sure. You're a college. I'm sure the people market on that is great. Go on, yeah, go on like a. I don't know. Uh, go, go craigslist. on craigslist yeah miss but don't 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 have her invite the craigslist viewers to your no, door please and also like if it gets to be that point like you can just like you don't want to have to ask your ra for you to switch rooms and also she can just go have sex in his room like right yeah or like a car or something yeah get creative you went to high school <laughs> Come on. Oh my gosh. These
4: situations are just bringing back so many dorm memories. I'm so glad I don't live in the dorms anymore, but it was so fun.
1: Yeah. I think my worst situation that I had that's only somewhat similar to this is I came home wasted, obviously. (laughs) And, um, I, uh, was like super fucking drunk, took my contacts out. I didn't realize that my roommate like had the guy that she was dating over um, and like, they weren't doing anything. They were just watching a movie. But like, I was, I was so drunk. You <laughs> start taking all your clothes <laughs> off. <laughs> all my clothes off. And she's there like, and she's like been like, like, first of all, like they have a light on like by her bed. It's like, it's not pitch black. And she's like, uh, and I turn around and I literally crawled into bed and it wasn't until like, I went to like plug my phone in, and I just see that they're both staring at me from the other bed. I'm like, oh my gosh, hey. she's, like, completely butt naked. <laughs> uh, but no, it never mm-hmm. happened again. So. Memories. Gotta tell her. Mm-hmm. Gotta fucking tell her. Or start recording it and then just like text her the and voice get, That's <laughs> illegal. You it is know. illegal. I'm kidding. Don't do it. Oh, that's illegal. Oh, the best things are, <laughs> <laughs> aren't they? Though. <laughs> on to the next call.
3: Hi Megan. I uh, I'm 25. I live in a small city. I'm a young wife and a young mom. I've got two super cute kids, and I recently had an experience that I wanted to get your perspective on. So I'm home late from work one night, and I'm running an errand, a quick errand for my husband on my way home. It's like 7 o'clock at night. It should be noted that while I'm 25, I look 20 at best, but I can easily pass for 18. I look very, very young. Um, and I walk into the grocery store, I'm walking up this aisle, minding my own business, when this middle-aged, easily late 30s, early 40s man just starts to talk at me. And seemingly harmless, not overly flirty, I just kind of ignore him and I'm going about my business. Um, When he goes to walk past me, says something to the effect of, oh, I'm just so shy, and then touches me. And I am incensed. I let him walk away because he continued walking away, and I'm not super confrontational, but I'm really, really upset um and really annoyed that a random stranger would think it was okay to talk to me when I wasn't even looking at him or responding to him in any way and I'm just trying to mind my business but mostly to put his hands on me in any fashion because I think that's super inappropriate. I'm not a super hug- touchy-feely, huggy kind of person, but even then touching strangers is not okay to me. So my friends and family are Not all of them, but some of them have kind of laughed and rolled their eyes at me. Come on, you're being kind of silly, and this is a little ridiculous. But I don't think it is. So what do you think, Megan? Am I overreacting and getting a little too upset about this random stranger thinking that he can touch me or and invade my privacy and my space when I'm just trying to run an errand after work? Or are they right and I should probably
1: tone it down? Um, You're not overreacting. Fuck this, dude. This is one
4: of my many pet peeves. But especially in the conversation that's happening surrounding women's rights, specifically women, or at least myself, I oftentimes find that I am physically smaller than many men. Mm -hmm. And I have on many occasions felt taken advantage of because of my physical size. And it is the most just, I feel like a fire burning inside of me just thinking about this. I had a a recent experience with something like this where I actually tried to chase the man down on foot. Fuck yeah, you did. Unsuccessfully. For me, I'm like at this place, you know, at my age and being a woman and like knowing who I am that I don't necessarily take offense to it personally as much as I do thinking little girls out in the world right now are going to have to deal with this and that is not okay. So that's why I chased this man down. Couldn't catch him. Then got in my car and tried to find him. Thank God above, I did not find him because I was so angry. I don't know like what I would have (laughs) done. Um, But I think you're totally valid. No one should touch you, man or woman. Without without your consent. No, that is so strange. And if you felt uncomfortable, it's not okay.
1: No, I mean, I'm also not a huggy, touchy, feely person at all. And I feel uncomfortable when people I know will like reach out and like I've worked with guys before who were like, will just like work, like reach out and like go like this and like touch my shoulder or something like that. And I feel uncomfortable and I know this person, like I know this person's first and last name. I know where they grew up. Like I know those things about him, but like I didn't, if I didn't ask for that and we don't have that kind of relationship that I've set the precedent for, like that's not fucking okay. I don't think you're overreacting at all like at all I mean I definitely I was at the grocery store like a couple months ago and some guy was like giving me some like creepy fucking look as I walked in and I was with one of my friends and um when we were there and like the uh, we're walking through the frozen food aisle and I could tell like he's not fucking shopping he's just sitting there and I'm like I'm like wa- like looking at something and he like comes up and then it's so, like I shut the freezer door and he's sitting there's like I just have to tell you like I just like want to make sure that you know that um you're really pretty and I really hope that like somebody in your life can tell you that because you really are and I was like that's I literally turned to him I was like that's not your place sir this is extremely inappropriate you're making me very uncomfortable and he's like oh girl can't take a compliment I was like no I can take a compliment but you are just this is disgusting and like went fully off my friend's like oh my god Megan 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 but I think like if it makes you uncomfortable first of all um not to promote someone else's podcast but Anna Faris (laughs) um on her podcast she had um Ariel Kebble, Kebble? oh on it? Yeah. yeah the and, actress yes yeah. and yep. they talked about this was like months ago but they did a whole like me too themed one and they really talked about the shame that women feel when they are in these situations and they don't speak up and about how there's this like embarrassed um this embarrassed giggle that you let a lot of women do when they're in a situation where someone says something really fucking nasty and disgusting and you don't want to make them feel uncomfortable because you know they made you feel uncomfortable. So naturally, we always assume, like, oh, well, I don't want to make you feel as bad as I do. So you uncomfortably giggle. And for that, it kind of feels like an omission to being like, I let this in, which is not so true. It's, but it's but, so, I mean, I've done that. And exactly before, what you're sure. saying. But like, literally, when it comes down to physical size, there are some things that, like, yeah, we, you can't always speak up and go back because like ultimately like you need to think about your safety and if you feel like you can't say anything and you can't come back at this and be like that made me uncomfortable because you are a small woman walking alone in a grocery store and you feel like My safety is in jeopardy. I'm not going to say anything. That doesn't mean that you've welcomed that behavior at all. It just meant that like, hey, I assessed the situation. I was not comfortable to say anything, but that doesn't mean that what that person did was okay at all. Um, And yeah, I mean, like I don't really even... I guess, And I'm at Ugh. this
4: place now, too, where especially with the situation I was mentioning, like, when we first started talking about this, where it makes me so angry that in those situations, I have no problem mm-hmm. walking back to that man and being like, you touched me, don't ever touch me again, and don't touch someone else without them inviting it or asking for it that's not okay and I feel like sometimes when you do that like it really knocks the wind out of people and that I feel like as women is something that unfortunately we're just gonna need to do until this stops happening Mm -hmm. because like I remember after I had this incident and it was out in a like normal in my parents neighborhood which is like suburbia this man came up to me and I remember as I was like chasing him (laughs) fuck yes I passed by so many kids that were playing in this quiet suburban neighborhood. And I was like, all these little girls just trying to skateboard in their front yard mm-hmm. aren't going to be able to because there's going to be a bunch of creeps. Our, our society is perpetuating that this is okay. Yeah. So I think for a while, you're just going to have to like, get real uncomfortable and get in people's faces. Yeah.
1: And I think that kind that that fire, like you'll feel that. And I think- um, obviously when it happened, like you have something like this and it happens and like you're more taken aback and now like you have enough of this anger that the next time this happens, like you're not overreacting. Like, I mean, there's even, even like the simple stuff, like, um, I think they, like, a uh, parking garage attendance when it's like, I think also a lot of older guys feel like they can play the cold and be like, Oh gosh, like, I'm just, I'm like, you're such a pretty young girl and you're supposed to feel non-threatened by this like old man kind of thing. But I literally started like the last time that that happened to me, it was like an old man being like, Oh, like, I'm so happy to see like your pretty face, like every single morning and all that stuff. I was like, please just take my ticket. Like, please don't do any of this. And you might, and the issue is, is like for a while I was like, fuck, am I? Being rude and I'm like no fuck I mean to quote my favorite murder fuck politeness like I don't owe this man shit like you old man are telling me that you think I'm pretty and I'm supposed to feel super fucking flattered that this like old dude has like a semi I mean, imagine, heart on and I'm imagine like the no. tables
4: if they were turned if it was like a 65 year old woman like telling a like a I don't know a 22 year old guy like damn you're so sexy (laughs) they'd be like what this is the weirdest shit ever but it's just something we're trying to coddle everyone's feelings when no
1: one is coddling ours no
4: no so I think you're gonna have to get uncomfortable for a while and I have to say like I'm not a confrontational person but this specific thing just because like I feel like wage inequality and a lot of other things I personally feel I do face are things I don't have a problem standing up for myself with but when it comes to the fact that I just weigh like 30 or 50 or a hundred pounds less than someone that allows them to take advantage of me. Like, I'm sorry. No. Also feel free to call the police anytime you want to.
1: And carry Mace in your purse if it's allowed in your state. And if it's not allowed in your state, just do a lot of
4: components? billy blanks workout videos yeah. is he still relevant i have no idea who that is. tybo 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 yeah i ran his dance groups <laughs>
1: Yeah. he was before that but yeah <laughs> oh really He's so 90s
4: okay. yeah you were like you were a 70, baby grade. i was a big fan of darren's <laughs>
1: dance group. um but yeah i would say yeah fuck ugh so
4: obnoxious Kick some ass
1: dude yeah and, and you're, not you're a mom too. So
4: that's exciting. I feel like you can train our next generation yeah. to be good humans. You're going to raise some job.
1: woke as fuck kids. Hells yeah. I bet they're cute too. Could you tweet us pictures? Please. Oh my gosh. <sighs> okay guys. So <gasps> it's time for producer's corner and we have a call back. So producer's corner guys is where, um, producers pick either a favorite call, a most memorable call, or in this case. This is a callback from a previous episode. Someone updating us on their situation, and I I know what this one is about, but Jocelyn doesn't. I'm so excited.
3: So we'll yeah. give you a summary. Yeah, this is from um, episode 16 with Arden
4: Rose.
1: So this was a caller whose boyfriend was going to jail, and they started dating after he'd been sentenced and all that stuff. He was going to spend was it a year? Uh-huh. A year six months and then six months, mm-hmm. six months in jail, six months in like a jail facility that's not in jail, like rehabilitation. Like a rehab yeah. thing. Yeah. And, um, and her worry and fear was like, she didn't have a lot of female friends and, um, she didn't know how she was going to handle him going to jail and how she was going to be able to support him. Um, and how it was hard on her emotionally, but she also knew it was hard on him and like how, how she, how to deal with that kind of stuff and like the loss of your best friend and all that stuff. Um, and the advice that Arden and I gave, it's pretty fucking good, I'd have to say. It
4: was real, I was like, how the hell
1: are you going to do this one? I feel like it was pretty good. It we, was good. We told her that this, him going to jail, and she, she addressed it in her original call, was that he needs to, she knows that he needs to suffer the consequences for the crimes he committed, um, Uh, but what we had said was so much that like him going to jail and him doing all that stuff that needs to be a time about him and he's not going to have a lot of shit to do. (laughs) And so our whole thing is that we didn't want her pining for him and her not living her life, just kind of living her life around, around him being in jail and like visiting him and responding to letters and doing all that kind of stuff and just not living your life. Um, and the fact that I we said that the space that they should have would be even more beneficial to him because then he can really, I don't know, just like not so heavily rely on a relationship when he should be really focusing and like looking a lot, doing a lot of like introspective reflection. work. Yes, um, and we said that also that she shouldn't feel guilty if she decides that she doesn't want to like ultimately deal with it because it's really f- super fucking hard, and that um, prison m- melds to the very good, uh, relevant. Fuck, you know, the word I can't say relevant, relevant, revelation, revelation. <laughs> I keep talking about ballet, uh, where it was like prison, <laughs> prison changes you, which is true. Um, and so this, this, this is her callback.
2: Hey, Megan, it is the girl whose boyfriend went to prison. Um, a little less emotional this time, just as crazy though. Um, so yeah, it's been about three and a half months and he is gone um he's been gone for about three and a half months so um i don't know yeah i am taking your advice currently and it's working well ish i don't know i feel like it's still kind of early on and so i'm still like really really sad and kind of grieving and i mean um he writes me letters all the time and I just am so busy because I have work a full-time job and I have two dogs and so I'm just kind of constantly going and I feel really bad because I feel like he's kind of wanting me to give him all this attention that I can't give him because I'm not locked up in jail. I have a life to live and like I know that sounds like kind of rude maybe but like he's expecting me to like be able to like talk to him all the time because he calls me all the time and then wants me to pay for the phone calls and I'm just kind of in this place where I'm like not over it because I, I obviously like I love him but like I can't be giving him as much time as I feel like he wants me to um and it's taking kind of a taxing effect on me so I kind of am trying to like live my life myself but I feel like he is like not and I don't know I know this, I'm asking you for more advice, but I don't know how it's like, tell him like, Hey, like maybe we should like live our own lives. Like I want to be dating
1: him. So like, I don't know. I need your help. I would never say I told you so. (laughs) I wouldn't do that, but, um, it does feel nice to not, doesn't feel nice to have predicted this. I'm really honestly, super fucking happy that you feel this way. Um, as opposed to just feeling like crippled and like just like numb and sad, it's and just like, crying all day, yeah, not like, doing anything. The fact that you're able to, like, three and a half months down the road of this, of being like, I have my own life, I have shit to do, and you're, a- and you know that, and you really want to focus on that. I think that's fucking amazing. Um, The great thing is. You can tell him and he can't really do a lot of follow anything.
4: Yeah. I think you already know the answer. By the end of the call, similar to one we had earlier, you already know mm-hmm. like where this is going. I think you just have to continue to follow your instincts. Cause I think love like a relationships when you're an adult and you can like choose if you want to be in a relationship. You don't have to. So I, I don't feel like it's something that should complete you. It should just, like, make your life better. Mm-hmm. Be, like, the bonus Jonas Sprinkle to oh, your already amazing Frankie. life. It sounds like, girlfriend, you've already, like, had an open heart and an open mind by dating someone that was going to prison. Like, that's pretty awesome. And it sounds like you made some sacrifices there. But if he's not willing to sacrifice knowing that you're getting a life and having a
1: life and being happy for you, then that could be, a, like, a little problem yeah. signal, you know? I'm 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 in agreement with that. I think you need to... I think you can, like, whether you want to say it, if you go visit him or call him or write a letter and be like, hey, um, I obviously have feelings for you, um, but uh, the last three and a half months have been really eye-opening for me, and I've been able to see that I'm not sure that I really want to, like whether, like, you said you still love him, which, like, I totally understand. I'm not sure if I want to actively pursue maintaining a long-distance relationship when the distance is me with our dogs and you in jail. Like, I think that's fully, fully valid. Mm -hmm. And also, like, if he has all this, like, massive faith in your relationship, like, maybe he'll get out, and you guys will want to end, and you guys will get back together. But, like, the idea of staying together, all this is going to do is you're just going to resent him more and more and more, and he's going to drive you fucking crazy. And you're also not you're not going to be able to do be there for him as much as he wants you to be there for him because it's, it's never going to be enough because like, obviously he's going through a really tough time. And I think this is kind of like a cold Turkey thing of like, you need, need to cut him loose so he can really experience this. Um, and not, and not, I don't know, like just rely so heavily on you. Um, so, I mean, I'm personally a fan of, I'm not a fan of ghosting or breadcrumbing. Like I would say, <laughs> bread bread fuck, <laughs> fuck bread crumbing. Like I know what you're fucking doing. Um, I would just like honestly say that to him and be like, I'm not saying that like this is considered a breakup, like right this minute. But um, I think we should schedule and have a call um, like once a month or like once every two weeks kind of thing and set that and then like loop back to where it is. And then also just be – I don't know. I, I just like be open to the idea of like you meet someone else that you like end up having feelings feelings for. Um, that doesn't make you a bad person at all um, because like, you're not doing time.
4: Like no. you know, you should be living you don't have your to life. Pay for and... his
1: consequences,
4: no, not at all. And this is about him too. Like he mm-hmm. should be really like having some time to reflect and think about his own journey. Mm-hmm. And maybe you guys being together is stopping him from doing that That's too. I think you too. know.
1: I think it's it's going to hold him back from being able to like not like necessarily achieve his full potential, but to like really, really fucking like learn the lessons he needs to learn. I think I think if he has not that I'm saying you shouldn't support him, but I think like that you're both of you right now, you're kind of holding each other back a little bit. So if you feel like you, you're not ready to like be done with all of this, I would say just like set some boundaries and set some like strict Mm -hmm. limits of when you're going to talk and how long it's going to be for. Um, and then from there, if you still feel like at that point, like you're, he's asking too much of you and all that kind of stuff. Um, then I think it's time to, like, cut those ties. And, and then- don't
4: feel bad having fun and living your life yeah. and going out on the weekends. Like, don't feel guilty. You didn't fucking sell doing- drugs? No, yeah. Please continue living your life. Yeah,
1: and also don't do drugs.
4: Yes. Everybody listening
1: and watching. What she said. Don't do them. Okay, that is the end of our episode. <sighs> this was
4: so cool. This was probably, like, great. A- <sighs> I'm no. just trying to keep up with you. I was really nervous. No. I'm like sweating. Is my armpit do- sweating? I mean, it, is. Wait, yeah, wait, it is. it is. Wait, is that the one that, that that one doesn't sweat, No, though, right? this one sweats more. You this know one doesn't me sweat so. At all, no. Hardly at all. Just it's this so one. Funny. It all comes out of this one. <laughs>
1: it's so fucking funny. It's so true. Thanks for having me on. Oh my on. god. Come back anytime. I would love to. Oh my god. I'm here always. But, well, this is my house. I'll just walk on over. Please do it. Um, if you guys want to check out Joss, they can check your uh, socials with- you can social meets at and Davis on
4: all you the them things all
1: just like that yeah
4: Jocelyn's kind of a weird name it's just me and one of Tiger Woods
1: mistresses <laughs> you're in good company okay guys if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast please leave us a review in the podcast app just search don't blame me you're probably already there and if you're not there maybe you're watching it on YouTube in which case enjoy the YouTube video give it a comment give it a like hey subscribe while you're there and then go over to the podcast app so follow us on all of those things. If you guys want to call in for a future episode, you can call 310-694-0976. One more time, leave a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international people, you can email us at meganpodcast at gmail.com with a audio file of your question. So just record on your phone and send it on over. And guys, if you could do us a massive favor and if you click the link in the description, we have a podcast survey so you guys can get ads here that you actually want to hear, which basically just means what in the world do you want coupons for? Mm. What do you want percentages off? I mean, I, I'm i not even, I wouldn't even say I'm guilty, but like 90% of the coupons that I like use are from listening to other podcasts. Same. So um, let us know by taking that survey so we can make sure that you guys are getting discounts on things you actually want. It's good stuff. Good, good stuff. Um, thanks, Josh, for being on. Megan, thanks for having me. We should do it. We should do one with Lils soon. Oh, sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. The trails I love back. Love that. Love that. Boobs on sphere. Sphere. Okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Blame Me is a production by me, produced and directed by Jack Ferry, associate producer Melissa DeMontz, edited by Melissa DeMontz, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter. I will see you guys in two weeks, and don't blame me if your life bursts into flames before then.
3: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win,